You're listening to Out of the Box Podcast with Rosie Tran. Out of the Box is sponsored by HugMeTees.com. Spread love, give a hug, HugMeTees.com. Guys, I am so excited about the emails that I've been getting this week, and I love the emails. I always love the emails, but what would help me out even more is if you guys go on iTunes.com, look for Out of the Box Podcast, and leave a positive comment. I know you guys are sick of me saying leave a positive comment, but I get all these nice emails and I think, hmm, if you guys could leave it as a positive comment, that would help me out so much more. And as always, we're on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Thank you so much for all the new SoundCloud followers this week. I am here today with a good friend of mine. He is an entrepreneur and his name is Evan and I'm going to mess up your last name, Evan. So please correct me. <laughs> You're going to go? You want me to just drop? I do. Okay. I do. Okay. It's, it's Karadimov. Okay. And you're Ukrainian? Uh, I'm Russian Greek. <laughs> Russian Greek, Ukrainian, or Armenian, Bulgarian, all all over all across the map. So, how, what is the the worst Americanized mispronunciation of your last name you've ever heard? You know, it's funny. <laughs> you know, typically, <laughs> actually, the the last name isn't what's butchered quite as much. I, I've actually had people mispronounce my first name. Evan. Like, like I've had people call me Even. <laughs> yeah, and I don't understand because it's E V A N. Like Even, I would think That's would like be E V E N. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> So I, honestly, I've actually had the first name messed up more than the second. That's the craziest thing I've Why ever not? heard. Um, it was funny. I just had a business guy come on and I listened to his podcast like five times to make sure I got his name right. And then I still got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. So you are the host of an upcoming, it's not yet to be released, um, radio show called Influence Radio. Correct. And you also have a, um, an e-branding business and you're an entrepreneur. Now, this is a big thing because I know a lot of people out there are looking for alternative income. They're looking for things to create wealth in their lives. And entrepreneurship is a great um, outlet, but it's a lot of work. And so maybe you can shed some light on what, you know, got you into that journey because, you know, you're not just born an entrepreneur. It's something, well, I think maybe a lot of people have that entrepreneurial spirit inside of them, but it takes a lot of learning, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, for me, I, I just, I, I, I always felt like there was something different than the kind of the traditional path and like being, you know, coming from the Ukraine to the United States, my family like always wanted me to, you know, follow the path and have a job like, you know, whether it's a doctor or an engineer or, or something like that. And, and something always felt off about that for me because I was always into art and I wanted to pursue art when I was going to college. And I was kind of, you know, I was kind of like told to go follow the traditional path. So when I was in college, it still didn't feel right to me. Um, and I and I got a lot of hands-on experience. I was actually very fortunate that I got to work a lot of internships while I paid internships while I was in college, and I got real-world experience. And I still just it, it it felt a little off to me. So I searched quite a bit, and then I actually moved away from home to California. And I think you know, and it, home is not the Ukraine. You were from the East Coast at that point. Yeah, right. Yeah. I I grew up in New York, and I went to college there, and you know, and then I moved out on my own to California, which was like a big thing in itself you know so i always had a little bit of that rebellious spirit and i was just trying to figure it out here i worked at some startups and i did a lot of different stuff so i kind of gradually started becoming an entrepreneur and then october 2011 like i i made it official it's like okay i'm starting my own business <laughs> and you know i mean there were definitely it's been over three years now there were definitely times where like i didn't know where my rent was coming from or like my my tires are about to give out of my car i didn't know how i was gonna pay for it you know, but but there were so many amazing times where like I I mean, I've just been able to always create my own schedule. I've been able to travel and do things my way. And, you know, when I'm feeling inspired, I could be running my business when I want to take a month off like I can do that. There's a lot of benefits, but there is also definitely some hardships that can come with it as well. There's a lot of downsides. I know, you know, when I was just on the road as a comedian doing comedy full time, it puts you it's like shifting from second gear to third gear because you get into what I call hustle mode where it's like the rat race times 20, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're not just working that nine to five rat race. You're like, like hung, like there, there's a hunger inside of you because you really don't know where your next paycheck is coming from. And that's something that, you know, um, there are the benefits for working for someone else, but there's also benefits for being an entrepreneur. And that's something I had to teach to my husband, Andrew, because he really had not understood the the value of hustle mode, where it's you're like thinking outside of the box, like, how am I going to get some money? And that, that doesn't necessarily mean doing something shady or doing something unethical, but just 
thinking really outside of the box for that month or that week. And it kind of puts you in a different gear. I mean, do you relate to that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's it's so different. You know, you and I were just talking about this. Like, when when you work for a company, like when you work a, a nine to five, I mean, you can you can punch in and punch out. Like energetically, like you come in and then you're there. You're there for that business, and you do whatever is kind of required of you. Typically, there's a structure that's put in place for you, so you can kind of run free in that structure. And then you punch out and you go home, and then you're in you're in home mode. You know, but <laughs> but you don't have that as an entrepreneur. Like when you're an you're entre- like constantly on you're, go. Yeah, like you, you're you're having a hard time sleeping at night because you're thinking about like how do I make my company better the next day. I mean, it, you literally make or break the company. There's no one giving you any structure. Like you you, you have literally to create work, your like structure hours a week because everything in your mind is what is next what is next what is next and there is a value to that i think because you you're able to be a little bit more creative i think you know where you're just thinking of and and like you said that can also be aware Mm. on people so what were some of the things that were motivating you or some of the techniques that you used to motivate yourself to create your business or to create your client base um, you know, I'd say the, the biggest thing for me is like, I have to be clear on my vision. Like I have to be clear on kind of why I'm doing it. You know, again, it's different when you work for a company, it's like, you know, the company kind of creates the vision for you and they create their structure for you. And then, you know, you go and you're, you're essentially, you're contributing to the whole. Whereas as an entrepreneur, I mean, you are the visionary and you have to, you have to like get yourself motivated. You're every the leader. Day. You are again, because I mean, it, you know, you make or break it and especially when you have like consultants or or people that work under you like you're responsible for them and you're responsible for keep you know being the driver of the business so for me i mean it it always comes back to vision and you know i really i really have to like feel purposeful in my business like i have to know that you know this project is contributing to something greater than myself you know for me like it's about you know changing the world or helping small businesses to you know, empowering them to go and help other people. Like that's, that's a big thing that moves me. So if I'm not connected to that, if the company that I'm, you know, that I'm pursuing, let's say, you know, they, they might not be congruent or I'm not feeling that, like I'm going to have a hard time staying motivated with them as my client versus a company that I could tell that, you know, they're doing great things. You feel passionate about their vision. Like you're totally in alignment, right? Absolutely. And then I know like I can give them a solid two or three months, maybe, you know, maybe longer and and I'll be really motivated and I'm going to get the work done and it'll be a very harmonious process. You know, I'll be compensated for my work. They're going to get great work out of me. So, you know, that 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 clear vision, that that being congruent with like your purpose it, for me is is essential as an entrepreneur. Yeah, it sounds like you want to feel purposely driven towards something, not just like you're floating around just doing work. And I think that's what a lot of people have an issue with with their typical nine to five is not feeling aligned with that vision. And it's very important because when you're passionate about something or when I'm passionate about something, I know I work 20 times harder than if I just don't care, right? Absolutely. So it's it's definitely very important. Um, let's talk about failure. <laughs> <laughs> How important is failure? Because we're taught in school not to fail. I mean, I I definitely feel that the typical, you know, school system teaches, you know, kind of this brainwashing of memorization and spitting out facts Mm. and, and don't fail, don't be a loser, don't, you know, you want to make straight A's. But it's sometimes in entrepreneurship, I feel like the F student is the one who actually gets the A, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, you just you automatically made me think of, of a great quote I just heard the other day, uh, and it's actually Elon Musk. So I think you know Elon Musk. For those of you who don't know, he started SpaceX, PayPal, no and, deal, Tesla. and Tesla. You know, yeah, <laughs> he's just doing a couple of things. You know, I think he's like trying to start life on Mars or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but you know, Elon Musk said he said you know if if you're not failing, then you're not innovating. I'm paraphrasing it a little bit, but uh, but I, I find that to be absolutely true because you know if you're afraid of failure, then for me, I mean, what, like, why even be an entrepreneur? Like, I mean, if you just want to kind of have something safe, then again, like, there's there's structure out there for you. But for me as an entrepreneur, I mean, you know, we are the artists, we are the creatives. Like, we're here to break down barriers and to be out of the box and to do non traditional things, and that requires failure and 
you know, I think that there's like a negative connotation that's put on failure because, like you said, it's like you know, I don't want to be an F student. You know, like you're just built. You're built into these like you're built into a box essentially. (laughs) You know, making you think that like this is bad. This is bad, and like no, there's there's so much growth in messing up because. You know, you learn how to do it better next time. I think it was Thomas Edison that said, you know, I didn't fail 9,999 times making the light bulb. I just found 9,999 times ways to do it better, you know, (laughs) until he finally, like, made the light bulb. And, like, imagine us without a light bulb. But he failed so many times before he actually created it. And then it was that much better. You know, he he was that much richer and more experienced than, like, he had that much more wisdom from... from the the quote-unquote failure and i think that failure is also taught as something that is you know i know for example growing up when i failed there was a lot of anxiety around it there was a lot of yelling and screaming or you're wrong wrongness and and around failure and so i think that's why so many people are afraid to fail to be vulnerable and i have another quote that's um you know that I love that's very similar to the one you just gave me from Elon Musk which is I, I don't know who, who said this but it's if you're not completely I, I think it's Oprah I'm not sure but mm-hmm. if you're not completely embarrassed by yourself last year you're not that what, what you did last year you're not learning and growing enough mm. right because if you're learning and growing then you would you will look at back at yourself and say hey I'm a little bit different I'm a different person and I don't like that idea that people don't change because I think that change is inevitable obviously mm. and that we keep growing and learning and if you're just staying nice and quote-unquote comfortable you know you're not really serving yourself you're Mm -hmm. kind of actually what um Mm self-destroying because we need to keep growing and learning and so that's really really important and um i think entrepreneurship is a great way to learn how to fail (laughs) i'd say it's probably the best that and relationships relationships are the best and i'm so glad you brought that up because we just i just did an episode on um how interpersonal and intimacy and relationships is how we learn and grow and find out about ourselves Mm -hmm. because that's we're in you know and a lot of people are so afraid of relationships oh i hate dealing with people Mm -hmm. i hate dealing with you know difficult people well guess what yes that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's you know i mean to me they're they're actually intertwined yeah you know i've had this theory for a while now that um entrepreneur or just just business business and relationships are one and the same it's all relationship like it's all you know creating intimacy connecting with someone hearing them uh, you know like meeting them where they're at different personality styles just like the the meshing of the two just like that that you know they could both be very messy and (laughs) and i think that's like that's what people people are afraid of like they're afraid of that awkwardness that messiness like figuring people out and like when it gets tough like it's easier to just kind of run away but i mean in that is also the juice like that's that's where the growth is i mean imagine if we all were just with the met the exact person that was like exactly like us like i don't know that to me would be such a boring relationship right like if if you know my my fiance amira like liked all the same things as me and and like did things exactly like me i just i don't see like where would i grow you know it would just be like a narcissist fest right (laughs) but like look at how awesome we both are are. well i was gonna mention that because you just got engaged congratulations thank you and you've been in relationship with this amazing woman for several years now and in a pretty serious relationship so you made the comparison what type of things are you discovering about yourself by diving in like that because Mm. you know a lot of times talking about interpersonal relationships and intimacy and things like that are private right oh we don't talk about that that's the one thing um sex and money people are like that's taboo we don't talk about that you know you know we shouldn't talk about those things but why not because those are the things that teach us about ourselves what are we supposed to talk about the weather and you know (laughs) like shopping like it's it's all that's all the the you know the the icing of life but i want the center of the Mm. cake right so (laughs) so how is your relationship with your and you don't have you know have to disclose anything you feel uncomfortable with your lovely fiance very similar the things that you're learning about yourself you know well, it's funny, um, you know, Amira, so I, I mentioned that I started my business October 2011. Mm-hmm. I met Amira February 2012. So I, I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence. Again, like, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, for me, they're very intertwined, because it's like, you know, when you, when you're, you lose your fear about starting a business. And again, you don't have to start a business. I'm just saying, I'm just using it as an example. Taking a risk. It's not for everyone. Yeah, like I took a huge risk in saying like, I'm going all in on this entrepreneurial thing, right? I went all in and like, 
it's just I, I I just I know that that led the way to me meeting Amir, you know, because I had to conquer a certain type of fear to go all in on that business mm-hmm. that I feel open up the path for me to meet Amira. And I, I had been looking for a relationship like since I can remember. For a while, I remember. For a long time, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I dated. I, I mean, I moved around a bunch. Like, it was it was really awkward. And, like, I never I never was with anyone, like, longer than a year. And then with Amira, it just clicked. You know, and, and it's funny. Like, we both said, uh, talking about it after, you know, the, the kind of the space that we were in was, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but it's like, we actually weren't looking for it. You know, we were at a mutual friend's birthday party. I was going there to celebrate him and just treat myself, you know, like treat yourself. I was going <laughs> to just go and like have fun and have a couple of drinks and celebrate with my buddy had absolutely zero intent on meeting someone that night. She was there to, to be a wing wingman for her, for her girlfriend. <laughs> okay. She was going to find someone for her girlfriend that night. So like talk about like kind of literally, you know, not looking for it and, Something about that actually allowed us to to find each other. So do you think that when you shifted into the mindset of, hey, I'm going to be open to anything as far as your business, that kind of changed the way you were thinking? Because there is a desperation when you're looking. You know, I, I actually had the exact same similar situation as you. I was looking and looking and looking for a guy. And it just seemed like everyone was the wrong match. And I actually have an exactly similar story. The way I met my husband, Andrew, was I was not in the space at all. I'm like, I'm not even going to look. Whatever the universe brings me happens. <laughs> and then the night I met him, I'm not even kidding. The second I saw him, I'm like, I think that's my husband. And it was really <laughs> bizarre. So do you think that shifting into that mindset of just being open for anything and shifting into that entrepreneurial, like, let's just go for it, whatever, who cares? I'm not desperate. I'm not needy. Let's just see what the world brings me actually created that opening instead of that desperation that a lot of people have. I need someone. I want mm. someone. I need to be with someone where you're, you're almost putting an energy out and you're almost pushing people away from you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and you know, and that could show up in business too when it's like you really need to pay your rent and you're like, oh you're my so God, desperate I for need the to job, like, right? and people, people feel it, you know, and that's when you're like, you're actually not creating results. You're, you're like constricting, you know, you're constricting yourself. It's like this closed hand kind of like clenching of the fist kind of feeling versus like open palm or like receiving kind of feeling. Yeah. So, you know, kind of bring it back to like a, you know, like a more, uh, a little more understandable terms. Um, you know, it, it's so interesting with, with, with that whole experience that I think, you know, yes, like I was, I was open to receiving it and I was a whole different mindset, but you know, I think what it really came down to was like, I was, I really started taking care of myself for the first time in my life. You know, I spent a lot of my life just like wandering and trying to find things like outside of me, you know, like I, I really want love. Like it's outside of me. Like it's outside of my control. Like I'm not responsible. I for, want love somewhere else. Right. I'm not like the source you know, of love. Yeah. Like this person is my source of love versus like I have love within me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm feel perfect whole and complete. Like I'm taking care of myself. I'm exercising. I'm, you know, putting good food in my body and you know, I think that that led into the business, like the business, it was a full trust in myself. That's really what it was is like, I felt fulfilled enough in my life and trusted myself enough that I was like, I'm going to do this, you know, and I'm going to figure it out as I go. And like, you know, there's the quote about like, take the jump off the cliff and then build your wings on the way down. Like, that's what it (laughs) felt like. And, you know, I think that's really kind of what led the way for the relationship, because I was all in on that business from that point. And I was really like, in a way all in on myself and like that's it you know i'm going to take care of myself like i i've learned a lot and it's time for me to actually like go and experience it and not necessarily rely on anyone else and i think that's really what actually led to me meeting amira is i felt complete i felt whole and that allowed her you know to to kind of come into my life and she felt the same way in her life she's like it was the first time that i really was taking care of myself i really was like about about me, you know, and there wasn't anything that I was missing. I I like that idea of taking care of yourself because I think there's a lot of misconceptions that if you take care of yourself, you're a selfish person. And I think selfishness and self-love are very, very different, yet they're many times confused, Mm. right? So um, I've talked about this before in the podcast. So for listeners who haven't heard those episodes, you know, selfishness is, you know, doing something for your, your ego, Right. So maybe you have a cocaine addiction or something, you know, yes, it feels good. And it's all about you, but it's all about a different part of you, the ego, whereas self 
uh, love is taking care of yourself in a healthy way, you know, exercising, eating right, doing those things. And being self-loving in that way and taking care of yourself actually brings about a higher quality and value in your life, as you said, because if you're so desperate and needy and you're not taking care of yourself and you're looking for other things outside of yourself to make yourself feel loved or happy or whatever, you're kind of just getting the lowest common denominator in your life, right? Mm Because it's like you're desperate. You'll take any job. You'll take any client. You'll take any girlfriend or boyfriend, right? Yeah. So is that where you are shifting? Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then you're not in my experience, like I, I was never really satisfied, you know, when I was in that mindset, like, it's just, like you said, I mean, I was just kind of taking what I can get versus just like, you know, staying kind of standing in ownership over like, this is what I deserve. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, the whole thing is just so fascinating to me, like all of it, relationships and business and how they're all intertwined and, you know, the, the whole journey, and, you know, and even the, the whole, the whole concept of selfishness, again, same thing, like there's this negative connotation that's put on it. You know what I mean? Like you learn as a child that you don't selfishness selfish. is bad. Share. Yeah, it's bad. But like selfish has the word self in it. Like there's nothing bad about it. Like there, there there's, you know, I think we know the distinction between like the kind of harmful selfishness and then the kind of selfishness that actually supports you. Like there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. So I think also we got to kind of reframe our definitions as well. And there's also this martyrdom in society that's taught a lot. This whole sacrifice. It's a very romantic idea, but it's a bit delusional of sacrificing yourself for another person or sacrificing your life or sacrificing your time. And a lot of us, you know, I'm not going to blame anyone's mom, but a lot of us get Mm -hmm. this from our moms. Though I did everything for you, you know, or I've sacrificed it every, or maybe dads, you know, I don't want to just put it on moms, but this (laughs) idea of, you know, you have to give up. You can't, you can't take care of, take care mm-hmm. it has to be given to someone if you want to show someone love you have to do everything for them and and what is actually the healthy way is to do everything for yourself and have them do everything for themselves and then meet as a partnership mm-hmm. and shake hands and say hey you're my partner I, i'm responsible for myself you're responsible for yourself and let's build this like really cool life together or this really cool business together or this really cool whatever right absolutely absolutely because i think because if you if you don't have that then there's some kind of dependency again there's there's something that is outside of you you know like your partner's depending on you for their happiness versus knowing that the happiness is within them and then like in my experience that is what creates the most fulfillment for both of us because we're actually like being our highest selves like we're taking care of ourselves we feel fulfilled and when we come together it's you know, that's when we have the best times because there's nothing that we feel like is missing. And you don't need anything from me or you're like just cool as Evan. And then if she comes along, it's like bonus, bonus, bonus. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and that to me, I think is like how it, it's also just like about, you know, because this is something that we're talking about too, is that's how it's going to be with our kids too. It's like, I don't want to, I'm not necessarily looking to hold their hand through everything you know you gotta like we've been talking about you gotta let them fail too like if you're gonna be doing everything for your kids and like holding their hand and being afraid of them risking and like you know going out and like you know scraping their knee every now and then then like they never really get to go and be themselves you know because they're there it's like you're you're kind of like controlling their process it is and i i see that a lot with controlling parents and you know obviously i'm not allowed to or it's not ethical or whatever polite to tell people how to parent (laughs) but i i see that a lot and it really is hurtful to me as a person to see these kids being just sheltered and sheltered and sheltered because what happens when you shelter so much is that there's still you're not taking away the bad thing that's there you're just not giving that child the tools to deal with the bad thing right so a lot of people are like well the world is a really evil place i'm, I'm not going to let my kids know about what's going on no you should let your kids mm-hmm. what's, know what's going on and then let them know what is the healthy and happy and you know safe way to deal with things and stuff like that so there's yeah. a lot of that going on and i'm glad you guys are thinking about that for your kids that's really really important thanks yeah. Um, so uh, you are launching Influence Radio. Correct. Uh, tell me about that. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> man, I mean, I, I feel like it's a culmination of you know, all the work that I've been doing and like personal development and entrepreneurialism and the arts and relationships and all of it. Um, you know, it's kind of like this discussion that you and I are having now. There's so many important topics and lessons that I've learned and so many amazing people that I've met that I feel like 
you know, it needs to be available to people. Like I wanted to create something where people have an archive that they can always access of just like great content, you know, that's inspirational, that's empowering. Um, you know, it's very forward thinking. I mean, I think especially for our generation, you know, I think that we're, we're all trying to figure it out right now, you know, and I think like as you kind of come up in the ranks and as you discover yourself and you start creating results in your life, I find for me, it's always been very important to pay it forward. So, you know, I've done a lot of mentoring in the past and I've like staffed different, you know, events like, and I've, you know, I've done the email, I've done a lot in the entrepreneurial space. I've done the email list. I've done the, you know, the, the social media stuff. I've done companies. Like I, I've read a lot of these eBooks and a lot of things are available. And to me, the podcast thing is like the next level, you know, it's this like, it's so funny. It's like it's got such an enormous following, but it's the thing that most people don't still don't really know about yet. I would say I think the statistic that I was told was that, you know, the majority of people, I think it was like 95 percent of people or something don't even know what a podcast is. And so there's still this un untapped area of information where it's I love it because it's quick information you know of course I love reading but you know reading takes time and you're reading and you're processing and so a lot of people do ebooks or 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 audiobooks but podcasting is a quick way to learn information very quick and you just absorb it so quickly mm-hmm. and so I think that it's great what inspired you to, to to other than just paying it forward you just had this information and you thought you know why not a book why not a yeah, like you that. know, it, it's it's the medium that makes the most sense to me right now. Like I've always been, well, I, I've been drawn to video for a long time because in my opinion, like it hits all the pleasure zones. You know, you're getting the audio, you're getting the visual, you know, and you're just, you're able to really digest information from like all these different senses. But for me, the podcast is so great because I mean, one, it's, it really is not that hard to produce. You know, it doesn't take like in terms of just getting started, it's not that expensive. And, you know, if you have a laptop and you get a couple of pieces of equipment, like you can get started from your home, which I think is just amazing. So empowering. I love that about it, that it gives anyone a voice. Uh, but then two, my, the biggest thing for me is, you know, you can really like tell a story through podcasting. You know, there's something very special about it. It's like when you, you know, the concept of like when you read a book and then you see the movie and they're like, oh, the book was so much better. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's because like, because when you read the book, like you can create your own imagery in your mind and you can really get like lost in it and you, you know, you digest as much or as little of it as you want. To me, the podcast, you know, podcasting is really like, it's like a like a spoken book. It's like a version right? of that, right? Because so, you can imagine everything. Yeah, like they can picture us right now having this conversation, you know, and they could like picture like what your walls look like and stuff like that. And so for me, it's something very powerful. Like I get to take my, you know, my interviewees through that experience. Like not only do I get to pull out the very best of them, like what makes them unique, what ma- what are their strengths, like what allows them to be successful in their life, which to me is just like, I love it. Uh, but then also too, like we get to create this narrative together, like co-create it. Um, that's really going to create a transformational experience for my for my listeners, you know. And it's such a win-win for for me and the individuals that are on the show because I'd like to think that I'm I'm being very particular about the people that are on the show, and it's people that are you know that that want to create that same kind of vision, that same kind of transformational experience. Like they want to help people on a greater scale as possible. Um, so I don't know. It, it's it, it. I love the challenge of it, and I love the potential of it. Like how many people I'll be able to reach with it. So, what are some of these informational things that you wanted to share with people? You're saying you have this passion. You've learned all these things. You know what? What are what is some of that information? Mm. Well, I mean, a lot of what we're talking about right now, whether it's you know, like how to create a successful relationship or how to travel the world on a budget, you know, or, or how to start a business or, you know, how to how to get your email list started or how to start a podcast. Because or, that's your business, the e-branding. Yeah. I mean, you know, my my business essentially like my, my passion, my strength is like online branding and marketing strategy. That's kind of the simplest term. So, I mean, everything from, you know, you you have an idea 
to turning that idea into something that is very digestible for your target market, to turning that into a logo, to a website, to having an email list subscription form on your website, to getting people into that email list, to then emailing them, to then telling them about your podcast, to you want to do video, you want to do an app. Like I've, I've done a lot of that kind of work. You know, I've, I've run my own digital agency for the last three years where, you know, we've got to just play with a lot of this stuff and really like, stretch what's possible with technology so i'm always passionate about talking about that kind of stuff and anywhere i need to go with people from you know the very start of their concept to the very end where they're like you know they got a whole app and like (laughs) online store um you know i don't know i just i really enjoy that and i enjoy like hearing people talk and and pulling that again pulling that vision out of them and then you know giving them a strategy for how to best how to best utilize that online and how to best reach the people that they want to reach. You talk about pulling a vision from someone, you know, you're dealing with a lot of business owners, other entrepreneurs as well are, it sounds kind of like a coach almost a life coach because you're, you know, are, are are you dealing with a lot of people who don't really know what their vision is? (laughs) You know, I, I, I mean, yes, <laughs> you know, like there's definitely those people too. I, I mean, I definitely blend the two. I, I, you know, I think that again, like it's all kind of intertwined personal development to starting a business to having a relationship. I mean, it's all, if you're not, you know, if you're not kind of congruent with your vision, like if you're not following the things that you're actually passionate about like the other stuff's not going to work like i can give you all the most i can give you all the practical marketing and branding tools i can think of i can give you apps and you know software to download and all that stuff but like if you're not clear on your vision and like where you're going and you know who the people are that you're trying to reach and a lot of these other kind of like core concepts then none of that stuff is going to matter you know what i mean you're still going to get to the point where you're not satisfied with your business cuz you're I, not reaching your people i totally know what you're talking about and i think that that doesn't only apply to business that applies to anything you know if you don't know what you want in a relationship i hear a lot of people oh i just want a boyfriend i just want a girlfriend but what they really want is to get married and have kids but they're too scared to say i want to get married and have kids or you know someone who you know deep down inside really wants a girlfriend or boyfriend but they're playing that whole player role Right. Or um, with finance, you know, someone can give you every single tip in the world to get your finances together. But if you don't have the self-worth and the passion and commitment to get your finances in order, guess what's going to happen? Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I hear that a lot because I, I just did a finance episode. and I was talking about getting your mind right into the mentality of self-worthiness financially. And I had some fans who were like, you know, I want... I don't care about that stuff. I want to know how to make money, how to do this, how to, you know, what what stocks are you investing in? It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter what stocks, it doesn't matter what real estate, it doesn't matter what the, that is. That is, it, it sounds silly, but it doesn't even matter. It and could that, be anything, right? Yeah, and that's what I mean by the, the, the term congruent. Like, it, it, to me, it's, it's an alignment. It's like, you know, it's almost like two paths that, that kind of that live within you. You know, there's the path of what it is kind of on the surface that you think that you want, right? It's like, I want money. I want relationship. I want a, I want a new car. And like, <laughs> they're, they're all great things. And absolutely, there's probably a big part of you that really wants those things. But now, here's the important part. There's the other part of you that either really does or really does not want those things. And you know whether you're being congruent with that side or not by your results. So like if you're not getting the money, if you're not getting the relationship, you're not getting the car, then you're not being congruent with what it is that you really want. Exactly. Like that is truly how it works. Like I mean, we truly we're just we're responsible for our reality. And if there's something that we don't have, then like it's time to do a gut check and look within ourselves and see if that's really it. Because if it really is it, and we've had the, we've all had these moments where we were like crystal clear on what we wanted, and we freaking nailed it. You know what I mean? Like there was like a job that you really wanted, or was a pair of shoes that you really wanted. Like you got those damn shoes, and in that moment, that's what I mean. Like you were congruent. Like the left half and the right You're half aligned. were aligned. It was the same. It was right. the same. And I think what Evan is talking about is like those people who are saying, you know, oh, I just really want a boyfriend. I just really want a boyfriend. Yet they're single. Well, if you really wanted a boyfriend, you would have a boyfriend. Or if you wanted you know i just well no it's it's impossible you have to find the person you have all those things are excuses just like saying well i want to you know make ten thousand dollars in the next month and it and 
and yet you only you know have a thousand dollars well you know it's it's hard you have to find mm-hmm. a job and you have to do this and you have to those are all excuses but i can because i can tell you right now that someone who is that passionate and committed about creating that result would do it and like you said as an entrepreneur all these out of the box things just come out of nowhere when you're put kind of at the edge of that cliff and you're made and you have to make a choice all of a sudden you think oh i can have a garage sale oh i can do this oh i can do that oh i can sell stuff on craigslist like all these ideas just come out of nowhere that you never thought would be possible when you're open-minded to that goal Mm. right absolutely and so it's when you feel stuck listeners if you're stuck in an area and you're saying but but no no rosie you just don't understand i really want this but i just can't get it you have to think about what you're saying you know if you really wanted it then those excuses wouldn't matter yeah it's like or you would see them as excuses instead of legitimate excuses that's what i was saying earlier that you know it's not something outside of you like those excuses to me are things that are outside of you they're outside of your con- like you're saying well you know my boss is not giving me the time or you know oh we're we're in a recession or no this person just like they're, they're not hearing me and that's why i'm going to get out of a relationship with them all of those things are something that's outside of you you're giving them your power you know you're giving your power to your boss you're giving your power to your the significant other you know you're giving your power to either the recession like this thing that like no the power is all within you so like you have control over your reality and you know you you can quit your job if you wanted to you know what i mean you always have choice like you know and and so that i think that's really important is that you got to keep looking within you know the answers are still within and the results are only going to come from within you know you can't be a victim of things that are outside of your control because then you're never going to have what you want that is and there's always going to be excuse trust me if you want to make up an excuse there's always going to be an excuse and they will be valid but they're not true if that makes any sense yes we're in a recession does that mean entrepreneurship and business and people are not making money no that's not true so it's a valid excuse yes we are in a recession that is a valid excuse but are you going to buy into that is it the truth and the answer is it's not the truth because you know any entrepreneurial book that i've read all of them say that the most um, millionaires are made in times of recession the mm. most you know opportunities are present in times of recession because people are desperate and 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 you know real estate is cheap and things are cheap and and so you need you need to look for that alternative and not the excuse again the excuses may be valid maybe the person that you're dealing with is difficult but that that is a wall and walls are meant to be climbed and jumped over and knocked down. Absolutely. So I, I think that's, that's really, really great. And that's um, real talk right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag real talk, right? <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> and you know, Evan knows from experience and I know from experience, I've known him for a while. And you know, when you are, you know, at the edge of the cliff, money, ideas just come out of nowhere you know evan and i have done telemarketing other things together other random jobs who knows what the heck we're doing (laughs) and it just you just think in your mind you know what how can i create this income income money is just an uh, an example but if you have that mentality of what can i create next how can i get this to happen you know screw this excuse it's just bs Mm. that then you can climb over those excuses but there's always going to be an excuse are you kidding me (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, my excuses still, like, kick in every morning. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing. I think that's that's important to note is that it's not like it's not like you ever lose the excuses. It's they're not always like there. you ever lose the circumstances. I mean, they're always going to be there, but it, it, it's your choice every morning, like, whether you're going to be a victim of them or you're going to say, I'm going to go for it anyway, you know, and, like, figure it out on, on the way and and do it and you can and you can apply this to anything in your life it doesn't have to be entrepreneur if you're not an entrepreneur that's fine if you're not in a relationship that's fine i just was speaking to a girlfriend of mine about this about weight loss mm. you know she said every day you know i have an excuse why i can't go to the gym or why and the only way over that excuse is just to disregard it you still accept that it's an excuse you know she's still because she's trying to lose 30 pounds and she's doing a great job and she still says oh i don't feel like going to the gym today mm-hmm. but guess what not feeling like going to the gym is still an excuse and then she has to force herself to get over that excuse and go Mm. to the gym and of course you know it's easy to want to eat that candy bar or want to eat that whatever because you know it's so yummy which is why Mm -hmm. you know people get overweight in the first place and say no i want a banana instead or no i want a salad instead but it can apply to anything and i think weight loss is a good metaphor because a lot of people struggle with that a lot of people know about the excuses that can come up with that Mm. and so it can be applied to anything in your life 
Yeah, I mean the cool thing. The cool thing is, is that like with with everything that you kind of have this resistance to, that you have this fear over, with everything that you tackle, you you build up you build up that muscle. You know, you get you get like straight. You get more and more strength. Exactly. It's like you just you just get better and better at it, and it spills into the other areas of your life. So it's like the more you know you resist working out and you go and work out, suddenly the more, you know, the more clear you're getting in relationship, you know, and suddenly like your business is starting to get better. Like these things are not a coincidence. It's just like, you know, you're They're not separate. They're all connected. Yeah, it's part you're, like, of you're, you. You're building your power up. Like you're you're just getting more and more confident in all domains of your life. Like you, you know, you're you're tackling things that once made you uncomfortable and you're like setting a new ceiling for yourself. It's like uh, somebody I think used the analogy the other day. It's like you're climbing up a mountain, and it, with every with every step that you're climbing up the mountain, you have a broader view of everything below you. So it's like the higher up the mountain you go, the more you can see below you. You talked about um, being uncomfortable. Um, a lot of people don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> um, they don't like doing things because it makes them uncomfortable. You know, I've heard that a lot. I have a, a relative who's well. I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Um, do you think un- uncomfortability is is a mental thing? Like, do you think that it is? First of all, what what is your viewpoint on uncomfortability? Do you think that's something that's real? Is it a mental block? What 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 does comfortability and uncomfortability come from? In it's your funny, mind? Uh, you know, because I was just thinking about it. I, I, there's another quote that I love, and again, I mean, I'm paraphrasing some of these quotes, but you'll get you know you get the gist, which is um, your success in life is directly proportional to the number of uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have. <laughs> I I love that. I love that. Like I always come back to it and I oh, people know that anytime they listen to me like I always reference that because to me that it's not just the uncomfortable conversation that's a reflection of everything, right? It's like People don't like having uncomfortable conversations. It's one of the things that we fear most, right? What do they say? Like the biggest fear in America is public speaking. Yeah. Like that's crazy. So like think about, you know, how many restrictions we put on ourselves, how much fear we have over talking in front of people or saying something. The talking comes from judgment because a lot of Mm. people are afraid to be judged. That's where that fear comes from. And it's so silly because you hear, you know, I hear all the time people saying, well, I just don't care what anyone else thinks. But really, usually they so much care what everyone else (laughs) thinks, right? And so that uncomfortability, the reason I think conversations get uncomfortable is because when you're addressing something that's uncomfortable, you're addressing something that's real and authentic Mm. and people don't want to go there you know it's very safe to say oh how's the weather okay Mm. that's nice oh well how's how's your mom and how's this oh she's good okay you know this Mm -hmm. and that all these what i call bs conversations you know (laughs) surface level yeah surface level lowest common denominator this and that and anything that's uncomfortable is the real stuff the meaty stuff that's why i don't shy away from talking about sex and relationships i don't shy away from talking about you know money and other things because anything that matters is uncomfortable Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's the juice. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. like the yummy stuff. Yeah, and so that is something that is very, very important. And what has being what has being uncomfortable taught you? Wow. Well, I would actually, you know, for me, fortunately, like that's actually I feel one of my strengths is it's that being uncomfortable. Yeah, like I, you know, and I think that honestly, like that for me is like what has created much of my success in my life is that. I was willing to be uncomfortable. I mean, it was super uncomfortable to start a business, you know, like all out. It was super uncomfortable to get into a relationship and it was even more uncomfortable to stay in that relationship and then like maintain it for three years and then get engaged and now we're getting married. And like all of these things come with with a very high level of, you know, being uncomfortable. I think especially for our generation, like a lot of this stuff is still new for us. You know, we're figuring things out. Like, you you know, what is it like for a man to be a man, a woman to be a woman? Like all the roles have changed. What does it mean for our generation to be married, you know, to to work, to be entrepreneurs? Do we go to college? Do we not? Like a lot of these really awkward things we're still transitioning and from the old system. Right. Yeah. And 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 all of it for me comes with a level of being uncomfortable because, you know, we for the first time, like we do have way more freedoms and we have the power of choice and there's not like any one set path that everyone can that everyone follows, which is like a beautiful thing right (laughs) but it can be it could be very staggering and it could be uh you know like paralyzing i think especially for our generation so what was the question again (laughs) (laughs) what if you learn from being uncomfortable um that i mean that that's absolutely where the growth is you know like being willing to go there is what's allowed me i mean 
I'll just give an example because it's like the best way that I can describe it. You know, Amira and I, we got engaged last year and like the whole engagement, marriage, wedding process is there's still so many old school mentalities that have like kind of come up, you know, from her or just from the family, from, from everyone, everyone right. from everyone. It's like, oh, oh, you guys got it. You know, oh, you guys got engaged. So like you're going to be doing things in a certain way. Right. So you guys are going to have your like we just went on our honeymoon before our <laughs> wedding. Like we you know, we're making a lot of non-traditional decisions because why not? You know, and like, that's what works for you guys. Yeah. Like we, we kept hearing from everyone, you know, as we were getting engaged and as we were like kind of, you know, teeing up the wedding and everything like, oh my God, in, you know, like the engagement process was so like strenuous for us and like it was so frustrating and I was so glad it was over and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. Like that's supposed to be the part that you're celebrating and, and like you're, you know, you're, you're showing your affection for one another. You're celebrating with your family and it's supposed to be the most magical aspect of it, you know, for, like because for me, like, the wedding is not a destination. Like, it's just the start, right? Like, I – so I was clear after hearing that from everyone that we were going to do things differently, that we were going to make the whole thing a celebration. Like, our whole life is going to be a celebration. Like, why not go do the honeymoon beforehand and then do another one after? Like, I think that life processes, there's a lot of comparing and contrasting. Totally. Because when we got engaged, there was a lot of – people projecting their own belief systems onto us Mm -hmm. you know and actually everyone listen to what i'm saying very carefully listeners and listen to what you say in your daily life everyone is constantly revealing themselves so the people that told me oh good luck with that you know you know divorce is blah 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 number one but in america that shows their consciousness Mm -hmm. right so and i got a lot of those i got a lot of oh good luck with that Mm -hmm. good luck with marriage Mm -hmm. you know divorce rates like 60 percent. and that's their own fear that's their own fear and and many of people who told me that were guess what divorced right so they're putting their failure on me thanks a lot um (laughs) you know you you can you can have your own failure Uh, i'll take mine and a lot of people would say um you know, great, congratulations, I'm so happy for you. And that was their consciousness and their revealing of what they were, or and some people, you know, didn't even care about our engagement. Well, when are you guys having kids? When are you guys having kids? When are you guys having kids? And that was their consciousness level, what they were focusing on in their mm-hmm. lives. And so I think that those type of events, and I've noticed it happen several times in my life when I reach certain milestone, quote unquote, milestone events, is people are ready to compare and contra- contrast and project. So next time as a listener, when you listeners, when you're saying something to someone about their marriage or their life, notice what you're saying, Mm. because that is like really, really it's a lot of times people just blurt stuff out and they don't even realize what they're saying. But that is showing where your mind is at. Right. And I'm sure you got a lot of different viewpoints, right? Oh, I I get it all the time. Uh, You know, and and again, uh, like I get talk about just to kind of bring it back to the uncomfortableness. It's like. Yeah, I can I can easily say, oh, my God, you know, they're right. What if we get divorced? You know, what if what if this? What if that? And <clears throat> that would be actually the very comfortable thing to do. It's like just kind of to conform to it and accept it. And like, no, like the uncomfortable thing is saying like, no, that's not the case. I'm going to like, again, check in with myself. What is my vision? Like, that's what matters. That to me is like what's uncomfortable is, again, you know, being a visionary breaking down barriers doing things that people don't expect you to do or like doing things that they all tell you that's not going to work you know that to me is like that you you know they find that in every single successful entrepreneur every single you know successful person in relationship like they all have that in common is that they were willing to kind of stay the course and blaze the trail regardless of what they were hearing from other people and that to me is is super uncomfortable you know because it's like you're kind of going based on your instincts, you know, you're, you're like, you're actually going against the tide, which, you know, has, has all their justifications and mathematical equations and charts. <laughs> and their history and their proof and yeah, everything. Yeah, they're right. like, oh, look, like, you know, f- 60% of people in America are divorced. I mean, you know, probably give or take at this point. But like, you can say, wow, like, that's, that's, they're right. Like, that's my reality. And like, I'm probably going to get divorced. So you could say, you know what, like, I'm going to start shifting that number and get it closer to 50, get it closer to 40%. Like, let's, you know, let's do something different. Let's change the perspective. Let's, you know, we as a, as a generation do it like our way, you know, do it the way that we know is possible. And there's a, there's been a big shift in the past, you know, 40, 50 years. There was a big, big shift from the very, very traditional, you know, we have that image of the 1950s and the 60s and 70s kind of shook everything up. But now we are the product still 
of that generation and their shift in mentality. And with the internet and with technology, things are shifting even faster because what was creating those shifts before was information and knowledge and, and, and things like that. And now with the, the speed of information being so quickly, people are just shifting. You know, th- things are, are, it's like a domino effect. Things mm-hmm. are changing so <clears throat> rapidly and so quickly. And, and people who are not comfortable with change and uncomfortable with change you know, get to learn how to shift real quick or be lost in, in the, uh, you know, you don't want to be a tape deck or an eight track in the, uh, <laughs> in the modern world. <laughs> that, that to me is like, it's like, it's like the beauty of, of our, where we're at right now. And you could either, you know, use it to your advantage or you could be a victim of it, which is exactly what you're saying that like, think about it this way. And I love, I, I used this analogy the other day, like less than, or a little over 10 years ago, we had those giant like server racks. I don't know if you remember these things, like inside buildings, they had like a whole floor oh, for computers. Yeah. They had a whole floor dedicated to giant, like network cable, like yes. giant tower things. Right. I do know what you're talking one about. One of those, like if you take the iPhone has more power than one of those giant server racks. That was less than 10 years ago. And it's, and the technology is, it's, it's exponential growth. So it's only going to get more and more microscopic and more and more powerful and, and at a, at an elevated rate. So, you know, you can either use that to your advantage because like, think about it, you know, there, you have so many more resources available to you. Now, the fact that people are like second guessing, even going to college because they can do courses online. There's kids, you know, with YouTube channels that like, you know, seven years old that are making money off their YouTube channels. And like kids that like four, you know, three, four years old are using iPads. Like it's crazy. And they're going to get better at it and it's going to grow more and more. And, you know, it's, this is like the boom right now, in my opinion, like you could talk about recessions. You could talk about all this stuff, but we are like living in the golden age. We are. You know, look, look at us right now. We're recording a podcast, you know, off of your laptop that you just, <laughs> you know, you got some equipment and you set it up at home and like you can reach people all over the world. Before you needed a radio studio, you needed, you know, to be part of a, a, a giant, you know, corporate conglomerate network to be broadcast anywhere, you know, and there are people now that have more, you know, podcast listeners or whatever than, 50 years ago the top you know radio personality so it's definitely changing it mm-hmm. very very quickly and um we need to wrap up soon but oh. i want to um i want to know what are your top success uh mo- not motivators but what are your top success skills that you've learned being an entrepreneur so what really has helped you more than anything you know you did talk about vision Mm. and making sure that you're very clear with your vision um how does someone go about doing that because i meet a lot of people who are very cloudy with their vision Mm -hmm. well i don't know what i want well i I think i want this but i'm not sure or their head or their heart are, are are at odds you know what are some some ways to get clear and then what are some other you know success um techniques well, I'll, I'll keep it simple. <clears throat> I'll give like two two options. So for those that want to do it themselves, um, I'd say the best thing I, I believe in simplicity is, and I do this exercise all the time, and I always recommend it to people that are not clear. And this is for visioning. Yeah, for visioning. A very simple. <clears throat> Sit down somewhere where you're not going to be interrupted. Go to a quiet room. Turn off your phone. And I mean, literally turn it off. Like No zero, silent. <laughs> zero interruptions. No, one can, no one's going to walk in on you or anything. Put a timer on for 10 minutes and write. Whether you want to do it on a, on a laptop or on a piece of paper or you just want to like talk into your phone through the voice recorder, whatever's going to allow you to have a stream of consciousness. And go for 10 minutes without stopping so you know that you can't stop until that 10 minutes is over. Mm. And even when you're feeling uncomfortable, even when you think you've got keep it talking, all out, right? you keep going because – what what happens is that the longer you go, the actually deeper into your subconscious you go without any interruptions, without you know messages going off on your phone. Because and don't what, judge what you're saying. Totally, Just keep recording. like allow it, allow it to writing. come out. You know, you can you'll always be able to read it after. So don't be in the process of like judging, writing it and saying? judging it. Yeah, let it Just come go. out, <clears throat> and then after the ten minutes, if you want to read it, which I mean, of course you should, then read it, and then you know if you need to judge it, you can judge it, but just. Also, you know, like read it neutrally because this is like these are your hopes, wishes, and wants. Like this is what you want. Like go in that in that sense. Have that mentality of like, if I didn't have to worry about time or money or education or any of this, what stuff, would I do? What would I do? Like yeah. what? Yeah, what would I do with my days? And allow that to kind of come forward onto that paper. So that's the do-it-yourself method, which okay. anyone can do <laughs> right now. Right? It's it's amazing. Um, now, the other big thing I will say, and it could be very supplemental, 
um, but I just encourage everyone to do it, um, is to have a mentor. I mean, again, it's, it's very simple in my, like, I just, I knew from an early age, like my uncle, he would, he, he would, he would mentor me. Like he took me under his wing and he would tell him, you know, one day he just told me, he's like, why make mistakes when others have made them for you? Yes, 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 yes. Times 20. I love that. And I totally agree with it. I love that. First of all, I love that. Can I just say that? <laughs> I've had so many people, you know, I said, I'm not, I'm not going to do this because I've seen this mistake before. People, Well, you don't know. You don't have the experience. I don't. And these like other people have made this experience and made this mistake for me. So I'm just going to trust them and I'm not going to waste my time making that mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Awesome. Well, I mean, what's the point, right? We've learned in history, certain things don't work. So why do we keep doing them just to learn ourselves? No, yeah. thanks. I don't need that painful yeah, experience. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's why, you know, having a mentor is everyone that I've interviewed already, like, so I've interviewed 12 people for my show. Every single one of them have told me that they said that is the one thing that that is the biggest contributor to their success is like, they had someone that took them under their wing, someone that they, they were already where they wanted to be, you know? So like, let's say, yeah, you want to be the best podcaster. You want to be the best, like spiritual guru. You know, you want to be the best, like musician, you go and model yourself after the best and like, ask them, you know, cause like, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So go and ask and, and ask for support and, and allow yourself to kind of receive whatever it is, whatever lessons they have to give to you. And I mean, I've had people, I've just been very fortunate that I've, I've, I've known that and I've seeked it. And I've had a lot of different people from all different walks of life that have showed me the way along the way. And it saved me so much time and so much hassle. And I know it's a direct you know, reflection, like what, what I'm creating in my life now is a direct reflection of all the mentors that I've had in my life. Because you're kind of using leverage, you're leveraging their life experience and all that time and energy they wasted. And instead of wasting it, you're just saying, okay, I got the info. Thanks. Right? Like, you know, why fail at a business? Say you're doing a business that's not you know, so out of the box, you just want to, you know, own a gas station or something, you know, I, I, go find someone who own a gas. It's not rocket science. Just go find them and copy what they did. The, there's nothing wrong. You don't have to create the next iPhone. There's nothing wrong with copying what someone else has done. And that has is successful. You know, you're not stealing anything. You're not, it's wrong if you steal it and say, this is my own information. Cause guess what? They, they did the same they thing. Did nothing is else, original, right? <laughs> <laughs> nothing zero, zero originality. Like something, everything is always inspired from something or else. That's the nature else. of art. It's right, yeah. the nature of art since the dawn of man. I want to add to your visioning process because you talked about congruency and having things be aligned. I think another value that people can have is, you know, saying what you want superficially, but also, asking yourself why so you know a lot of people for example want to be wealthy oh i want to be wealthy well what is the reason you want to be wealthy is it you want to be wealthy because you want time Mm. do you want to impress people do you want to feel powerful because sometimes what you really want is something different than the surface level thing Mm -hmm. and you can't really get to it unless you understand what it is and then sometimes you can get you can get what you want without going through all that rigmarole. Mm-hmm. You don't need, you know, you know, some maybe someone will say, "Well, I want five million dollars because I want to impress women, or I want, I want a, a a woman, and I think women only want money." Well, you can get a woman without five million bucks, so maybe you don't have to go through the whole five million bucks thing. <laughs> yeah, <know>? exactly. <laughs> maybe what you really want is to be feel loved and compassionate. Well, I'm not going to get that unless I have a high quality, you know, whatever. Okay, first of all, anyone who says they can't get a relationship because of money, it's total excuse. Mm-hmm. There's guys on the bus that have a girlfriend. I've seen guys riding the bus that have a girlfriend. So that I mentioned I couldn't pay my rent for a while exactly. and I met Amira. <laughs> and his his uh, fiance is very very beautiful and very smart and intelligent and a great catch. So these whole stories are you need this to get that, you know, go underneath what you're saying you want, you know, what is the purpose that you want the money? What is the purpose that you want the girl? What is the purpose that you want the X, Y, Z and go underneath it and say, Hey, what is the real reason? Oh, because really there's only a couple reasons to do something. It's because you feel driven to do it, which is usually purpose driven. And that's usually a higher power, either God or you want to leave a mark or you want to inspire people. Or most reasons that people do things are for love and acceptance. Mm. That is the main reason a lot of people want money, power, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 is because they want to feel loved and accepted. And so you can get that for free. <laughs> 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 so you don't need to be doing all this crazy stuff. So I think it's important in the congruency to find mm. out what is underneath that. 
Absolutely. Because sometimes saying, well, I want a million bucks, you know, really you could give or take the million bucks if you had X, Y, or Z, you know, the mm-hmm. love, the acceptance, the girl, whatever. Yeah. The self-love, like you said. Yeah. So that's really important. I'm so sad we have to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, how can people find you online? You know, what if someone is an entre- uh, you know, an entrepreneur themselves and they say, hey, Evan, I want to hi- hire you for marketing. Where can people find your, your services? Well, uh, definitely first and foremost to go to my website, uh, evankodadimov.com. That's E-V-A-N. Kate. We will have a link. We'll okay, have we're going to have a link. I know. The last name is intense. So definitely go to my website, uh, sign up for my email list, and then that way you can find out about, uh, find out about when Influence Radio is starting up as well. And, um, and then, I mean, in, in, you know, to get in touch with me, just, just follow, you know, go, go to my, subscribe to my email list, and then send me an email. I'm pretty easy to reach. I've got profiles online up the wazoo. I'm a marketer <laughs> after all. Um, and... Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm really excited for like what's next, and I'm excited for you know for you guys to check out some of my own stuff as well. I've got some some really great things coming out all the time, and uh, thank you for having me on the show. This has been a lot of fun. Well, if you guys enjoyed Evan, I will have all the links on outoftheboxpodcast.com and check out Influence Radio. It should be launching this summer. This yeah. summer. And um, Evan is an amazing entrepreneur, an amazing thinker. So he will have some awesome guests on there. And if you like, you know, the type of guests that I bring on, then you'll definitely love Evan's guests. Um, Evan, thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. This has been Out of the Box Podcast with Rosie Tran. Out of the Box is sponsored by HugMeTees.com. Spread love. Give a hug. HugMeTees.com. Guys, go on Stitcher. Go on iTunes and go on... Uh, SoundCloud. If you're a SoundCloud listener, please click on the subscribe button. If you love the podcast, go on iTunes and leave a positive review. If you hate the podcast, go on iTunes and leave a negative review. I don't care because reviews make my numbers go up. So (laughs) go on there and tell me how much you hate me. I love it. It's awesome. If um, you want to support the podcast, please visit outoftheboxpodcast.com and click on the donate button. We're now accepting Litecoins, Bitcoins, and all alternative currency. This has been Out of the Box Podcast with Rosie Tran. 